Isaiah and I'm the art director for Void Collective and welcome to Void Conversations. So if for those who have not caught our last few um, editions of Void Conversations, uh, so what com- Void Conversations is that it's a fringe event running alongside our virtual exhibition titled A Sense of Being Disjointed, Transient and Incomplete. And so what our exhibition explores is the everyday dissonance of what it means to be human in a world so fragmented and temporal. And coming back to what uh, we do in Boy Conversations is that we bring in artists who are curated as part of this online exhibition and we explore their art and their practice and how they respond to the core theme of the exhibition. And to support us for our next show planned for 2021 in London, you can purchase a print from our online shop at asop.uk slash shop. That's asob.uk slash shop. And for every print purchase, we are pledging £5 towards Falmouth Food Co-op Kitchen to help continue their efforts to provide hot food to those who have been negatively affected by the coronavirus. So let me introduce everyone on the call right now. So on a big screen right here now, we have Madeline Stewart-Smith and she's the lead curator for the exhibition. And we have Jasper Felclark who will be co-moderating the chat as well. And finally, we have Owen Clement, who is our artist in conversation today. So I'll hand the time over to them. So yeah, so Owen was was (laughs) mid-introducing his series Spectrum. Right, yeah. So um, basically, yeah, it's it's about like my kind of struggle with like Asperger's and how like putting my own like troubles I have with it and turning it into some kind of yeah some form of photograph while also like i went on to asperger's uk mm-hmm. and looked at like all these um like the uh, expected troubles kind of thing that like people are meant to have with asperger's and i was like if i can make this like the like the visual that you see but then there's like so much context behind it where like I've been adding in like my own Asperger's. Yeah, um, I think it kind of all started with Jackson Pollock and his image of deep. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, was, I really wanted to make a project that had no context at all. And he made Fit the Deep, which is just, a, he made it quite, quite soon before he died. And he just refused to talk about it. And mm. I was found that so fascinating. It's like, but people would oh like what's his power? I was like I'm just not gonna tell you. I'm like yeah, like this is my kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like yeah. yeah, okay. And that kind of led into like my whole like uh, I have this love of like I don't know why I have it. I love confusing people, and it's not well, it's not intended, but it's like I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom does go yeah, it's down to my Asperger's. So I'm like yeah, okay, that's absolutely fine. I, I understand. It's like that's why I was like that really linked into it. Like I've been trying to do an Asperger's project for years now mm. and I've just never found like this whole well you haven't found anything to do it for and I was like no this this is like my starting point and so yeah I kind of moved from there on to and um uh, yeah so I started using intent oh my main form of like photography is intentional camera movement so it's basically blurring everything and okay. I've I it's uh well I started using that because I was primarily a digital, uh, no, a film photographer, like I always used to film, 
uh, mm-hmm. through college and my first two years at uh, uni before I came here. And then I was like, no, I, I need to step this up. I need to, I need to be a digital photographer. Kind of thing. I need to at least have my own language mm. uh, through digital. But because I've always been experimenting and it was my way of like keeping me focused for a project. So like before, like with film, I'd like doing capital or uh, I would use a brand piece of paper kind of thing, just see what to do. And that kind of worked for me. Uh, I was, I, I think it was one of my old lecturers. Uh, she, she had a talk with us. Uh, she arranged a talk with uh, photographers Leon Patterson, and mm-hmm. they are like really well, well, not really well known, but like well known photographers for our intentional camera movement. And I was kind of just messaged them afterwards, and they were like, they just gave me all this info, and like you can learn it through this, you can learn it from that, like send me your wow. work and stuff. And I was like, yes, like this is like this is what I need kind of thing. So I picked that up really quickly, and this is and- I've been gone. Yes, sorry to sorry to interrupt though. I've, just for the un- uninitiated, um, could you could you outline what um, intentional camera movement is? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. So it's basically uh, so you use your camera on a like a slow shutter speed. I normally go for about uh, like the lowest I'll go for is eight seconds, and obviously thirty is like maximum. But you obviously can go higher if you have the right equipment, like shutter readings and stuff. But um yeah so basically yeah and then so the way they originally told me to do it was um well okay. <laughs> they uh, moved uh, they moved the camera up and down kind of thing and i was like that's how i started doing it so i was like yes like, if you're good if that's how you're doing it like, this is how pros doing it like, this is how i could be doing it and then mm-hmm. every kind of project i did it with i was like okay i'm gonna do something else i'm gonna add on to this so I then moved on to like moving the it's oh, yeah so it's I moved on to moving the lens like you know zooming in and out kind of thing mm-hmm. and that was giving me more different effects and stuff and then I kind of just come up with like my own way of um, doing it now where I'll just do kind of all of it together in a way where like I'll move it along but at the same time I'll be moving lens but also mixing like uh, changing the focus like while you're taking a photo just getting this whole kind of new blur and you can get you can get amazing photos that way but i think for the uh i think the most important part for me really in the whole process of intentional camera is the editing it's a, it's obviously a very basic edit it's like you know student levels and stuff but because you're using such a like long shutter speed especially at like 30 seconds it's mostly coming out white mm. but, but if you just you just change the uh, change the levels and you change the curve, you can get just random colours come up. Like like with my project, I've got this one uh, that literally just looks like the ocean kind of thing. Like you've got like the yellow sand and then you've just got like the blue like aquamarine kind of thing colour going on. That image was originally basically just white, and it's like yeah, right. I, I can't I can't yeah. even find the original image to that anymore because like it's mixed in with like a load of some random white images. <laughs> Wow, it's quite it's quite interesting that like the images are kind of coming out of like this kind of nothingness and it's like out of this unexpected and I think I'd quite like to go quite quickly back to what you said about Jackson Pollock and the deep um, where you spoke about um, like trying to confuse people and be interested in this kind of confusion and kind of linking back to what you just said 
I find your images, they're quite calming, even though you don't really know what they are. I mean, for me, I'm like quite calm, quite relaxed. So it's, it might just be my personal experience of the images. But I think what we found most pertinent in like kind of the way you talk, talk and write about it is this kind of, um, in Asperger's, you said that there's this struggle to understand abstract concepts. And I quite mm. like, maybe you could talk about like, what, like what's kind of like maybe pushed you to like really like make abstract work. If you want to. It's, yeah, it's basically, uh, it was if you abstract was a whole thing of keeping me interested. Like, mm -hmm. I can get bored of things very easily. Like, working on, like, like, so at the start of this project, I was doing a completely different project, and I just got bored of it. And I was like, okay. I just need to find something else. Like, this is, like, maybe week four kind of thing. I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to do something else. Like, <laughs> and then this is how this come across. I was like, because I found, uh, yeah, the deep uh, while doing a, uh, we are doing research for the dissertation. So, mm -hmm. and mathematics, everyone was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to focus on this now kind of thing. It was where it's going to come from. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, um, basically, what the website was basically said about the aspects was like, uh, with the abstract concept was like, how we kind of struggle to understand like concepts like beauty and that kind of thing. So, like, okay. so basically, there's, I, I could look at someone and think, oh, they're beautiful, but then like someone else would look, like, look at them and go, oh, but that, they're not, but that other person's beautiful, and like, you know, that's a whole like, abstract concept. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I, can, I can put this into my work. I, mm -hmm. I, I need, yeah, it's going to be a really strong thing. Like, I, some of the images, even in my project, I don't like, but mm -hmm. I know other people do like them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so it's like going on the whole thing of like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Like, mm. So, yeah, it's just like trying to have that feeling for everyone. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think yeah. it's interesting that you're talking about this concept of beauty and maybe there's a struggle to understand it from your point of view and from yeah. uh, As Asperger's point of view. But really, it's just like beauty is this abstract concept anyway that is forged by society and... I, like we can denote certain things to be beautiful like for instance a greek sculpture but that doesn't mean that everybody finds it beautiful i feel like it's quite interesting what you're saying that it kind of relates to everyone that like, everyone has like, experienced with something that is beautiful some of your images some people might look at them and think they're more beautiful than others and you're saying that you're kind of displaying work that you know other people will find beautiful I feel like that's the experience that I've I've never actually done that with my work. What 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 kind of pushes you to I I suppose display work that maybe you don't find beautiful but you know other people will. Uh, I Norris really, uh, this project I thought is really important to do that because like yeah I was trying to include it uh, like you know this whole aspect uh, um, abstract concept mm. but like. I'm never too sure on my work as it is anyway, and like, I normally end up like hating my projects as it is. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, at, like, at this point, I was kind of like, I'm probably going to end up hating it anyway. So, I, I, I'm kind of happy to. I, I think it's a strong image. I just don't like it personally. I'm happy to put this in. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think it's probably the best way of thinking about things, but yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like it's a typical, it's it's like a typical kind of thing when you, that relationship with a body of work 
it's like mm. sometimes you can like find it so like you love it so much and it's so personal and you can't actually critique it because you're kind of blinded by that and then the other way is that you critique it too much yeah mm. yeah no i've oh, gone uh, oh. uh, no 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 carry on owen yeah um oh no sorry i'm throwing a spanner in the works okay well so yeah well so what i was going to actually ask you Owen, is is sort of dwelling on this and on this intentional camera movement what mm-hmm. i find really what i find really meaningful about the the work is that sort of visually it's obviously abstract and it and it's it's um it sort of looks as though it's come about by chance when in fact you are you you talk about using the camera with deliberation you know with this intentional movement and yeah. i wonder if there's much significance in your mind to that kind of um that sort of uh, dichotomy really you know between um your control over the image and the visual output do you know what i mean that looks that looks like a product of chance you know like like lack of control almost yeah um it is something i like about it it's like i have full basic control over the blur so basically mm. like i can see the blur in the camera if i don't like the blur i'm going to take the picture again and that's absolutely fine by me and but like i do i love that i don't actually know what my final outcome is going to be mm. like i could obviously like just leave it there and just be like, okay, I've just got a black and white color image and that's how it's going to end up. But because I know that if I go and I edit it, even just the tiniest bit, I'm going to have colors come through it. There's going to be like, these really, yeah, almost like beautiful colors. And yeah, I'm just going to make the image just so much stronger in a way. Mm. Um, and is, is that a process that you, um, that you enjoy the kind of the freedom of digital and the fact that you can that you can push the image um, you know it, you know as much as much as you like really without it um, you know, without sort of consequence you know you, you've always got that freedom um, it's questionable because like I kind of have to use digital at the moment because I've been trying to work on this way to do intentional camera with film but like it's really difficult like and yeah. I just can't be going around like wasting the money on mm. film and then not having like any images come out kind of thing so that's sure. a real painful thing but, but yeah i like it's really i do find it enjoyable it's yeah it's this whole kind of mystery kind of thing and like uh, even like it kind of like i can end up confusing myself by like what i've made kind of thing and that's kind of fun to me kind of thing yeah so yeah Sure. I feel like to turn it on its head a bit, you, you're you talking about like this freedom of the way you're working. But we also spoke about um, kind of the process informing your work and like your, your like, work informing the process. And I feel like while your, your work at the end product, it feels like quite free, that like, uncontrolled. There is that sense of control. I know you might want to talk about um, how you show it in triptychs and threes and why that's quite important and I feel that there's a it's like well there's this freedom it's kind of like paralleled with this really like great sense of control which I have to yeah 
Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Right, yeah. So <laughs> there is a low, there's actually a lot of control going on in my project, and it's all down to my Asperger's. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we start off with the, like with the camera, uh, so basically I have this whole obsession with just certain numbers, mm-hmm. and like I think it, it's like three, five, seven, eight, ten, twelve, just to say a small amount, mm-hmm. and. Um, Basically, I won't use any shutter speed that isn't on one of those numbers. I won't use any um, and, yeah, any shutter speed, uh, any aperture, and uh, I, I my ISO I have to keep really low. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can live with this one. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but like, yeah, the others I'm just like, no, like please have to stick to it. And then I did I messed around obviously in editing with that kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to try and keep to these numbers well. That didn't work for me. I was like, I was like, I'm going to have to give up on this one. That's absolutely fine. But yeah, yeah. going into the whole like triptychs and stuff, three is a very big number for me. I've got no idea why. So yeah, so the way I've, I basically, yeah, cut each image into three, which will be like left like, uh, like our lecturer going, is this actually like, is this multiple images or is this just one image? And I'm like, no, it's just one image. <laughs> it's just being cut into three just to, kind of confuse you to make you think, yeah, like, is this one image or is this multiple images? And like, and I really liked that. And then obviously putting into three again, like, so, yeah. And then obviously I've got five images overall. Oh, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I don't really know how to explain it because like, technically you could go like, like someone could look at it and go, I've got, how many? Oh, yeah, like 15 images. But then someone else could look at it and go, oh, I've got five images. And then someone else could look at it and go, oh, he's got like three images. Got oh, yeah, like, pop, that, are, you, are you referring to the like the kind of spreads where you've arranged the triptychs in groups yeah, of three? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And then you've got five of those. Uh, yeah. So I've got like five. Like, yeah. So five big yeah. ones. So then it could become 15. And then it could become 15 times like three. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah and that was all down to like that really worked for me but also really worked with another thing that's like compared to Asperger's normally and that is um that repetition is a really big thing for apparently like for people normally with Asperger's so I thought yes repetition I can go for that I can use this so mm. I was like yes yeah, fully just trying to involved every little thing I could at like into every little thing and mm. yeah so my obsession with numbers was really big for me because it even like comes down to like when I was a kid where like I just I wouldn't say like I'll go mental but like okay I wouldn't but like I'd be agitated just yeah. at like yeah. the TV volume just not not being on the right number I'm like I'm just, I can't watch this <laughs> Please, okay. yeah. on, like, one to eight. <laughs> Let's do it, please. <laughs> like, I know it's not on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I think it's so, really... Oh, oh sorry, Maddie. Oh, no, Maddie, sorry. go, go, go. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's really nice that you're you're talking about how um, you're, you're trying to put Asperger's into all the little things of your images and all the little things mm. of your project. But uh, I feel like with the photographs, it's quite... Um, maybe subliminal is the right word it's not in your face it's there it's in the background it's in the foreground it's there but it's not shouting at you and I think I think it's a really nice part of the project and then kind of 
it's also it really lends itself to the photographic medium and as numbers are integral to photography and we kind of said that it's like photography like kind of rationalizes it what you maybe is not so rational in life um and i suppose the biggest question is like how how would it change in another medium or is photography in integral to the work i mean obviously it is because it is photography but like um for this project uh i think because it was a very personal a lot to do with me mm. i think that if, yes photography was very integral it had to be done with a camera mm. i mean if someone else was to go and do it and they're like let's say they're an artist and they're to do the same project and like they yeah i would definitely say they should be doing that like as a painting or as a mm. drawing but yeah, just for me personally, it had to be photography. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting because of the numbers and and it's just everything. It's so like rooted in photography and it just, it lends itself so well. And it's just so like all these small things in the work that aren't shouting at you, but they're there, they're present. And you're so like present in the work, but you're, you're not at the same time. Yeah, like, there's this other thing, like, within work, like, every image is taken indoors. Mm-hmm. And this is because I have this issue of going places by myself. I just can't do it. Like, it's, I, I, I obviously, I could build myself up to it. And, like, obviously, getting to class and stuff, I can I do about, you know, sometimes. But I think the best way of, uh, like, explaining it is, like, I was trying to leave the um, IOP at one point. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I, I bumped into someone, I was talking to them. And then, yeah, Jasper comes along and I'm like, like I'm still like trying to like get my um, head to, uh, I'm going to go. I was like, and Jasper's like, oh, I'm just going to stop you. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm coming with you. I'm like, I've literally used Jasper to get me outside just so I can walk home. And I was like, yeah, so it's kind of the whole thing of like, I can use this. I can basically add that into it, into, um, I can basically make it so I'm my own, like kind of fear of like leaving places by myself because it's like always uncertainties and it's placed my head and yeah so yeah and uh, what i'm curious to hear about as well Owen, um is like it, you, you know you touched there on on the the work is kind of imbued with all of these all of these aspects of like you and you know and, and your 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 personality and is that is that something that you find you're doing intuitively or is it more kind of in retrospect, you make this body of work and look back at it and realize that by chance you've, you've inserted all these little parts of yourself. Does that make sense? I think it was kind of both. It's like, there was a list of things that I was like, yes, I'm, I'm definitely putting these into a project. I need to be to be in a project. Mm. And then, but then there's also like there's another list of like other things like you know like oh i could like i like was like these are things i definitely need to and then these are things i could put into but i'm not going to go out there and put them into it like instinctively like you know i'm just not going to try too hard with it because these could be very difficult and then i was like going through project again and kind of like you just start seeing them like i am i can't i can't think of one in particular but yeah, so basically it's like you just find them in there kind of thing, like this. Sure. Could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose like most obviously in the in the numbers that you were talking about, well, I suppose mm. that you can't actually see the, the shutter speed that you're 
the exact shutter speed that you're using. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, that. So yeah, yeah. Like the trip, the triptychs were kind of like they were a very like last minute kind of thing. Like, mm. I didn't, yeah, of oh, course, cool. like, yeah, I, no, the trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, I didn't, I didn't go into a project thinking, oh, this is how I'm going to, um, yeah, show them because like I was literally thinking, oh, I'm just going to do like my last project. I'm just going to do them like one image, you know, a uh, a two b two kind of thing size, and just put them up. And mm. that was like how I thought. But then the trip that came along was like. No, like the whole repetition kind of thing, that really works for me, and it also works really well with Asperger's. Mm. So, and we were also yeah. saying how, like, the importance of that number three and that mm. kind of rationalizing, I suppose, like Asperger's into a body of work and to kind of create this understanding for everyone. And we also picked up on like, like the historical use of the number three, for instance, the Holy Trinity, or um like the three main Greek gods, Poseidon, Zeus and Hades. And I feel that it's quite interesting how it's like you have come to this number three and then in a, in a weird way, so is the rest of humanity and kind of where it's like this joining of where you're talking about the number three in terms of Asperger's, but everyone else is talking about the number three in a kind of aesthetic and a kind of place of harmony, I suppose, is what I'm kind of trying to say. Is there anything you'd like to kind of talk about that or maybe something that, Maybe it's something that is completely new to you or you hadn't thought about. Well, now you say it, like, yeah, like a lot of the things like I was like, growing up with kind of thing, like, yeah, I, I was interested in the Greek gods and like all these kind of things and just, yeah, like when you come down to it, like there's always three main figures. I'm guessing, you know, that's one of the things that kind of weird things that sticks in my head kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, because I, I, I do, I just, just pick up on weird facts and stuff. Like, yeah, I think it's like, I read somewhere, it's so like, there's no, like, unsmart Asperger's person, but like, they're, but it's very rare that they're going to be intelligent at everything kind of thing. Like, they're not going to be able to, like, like, they're not going to be intelligent, like, maths like, you know, like, the normal mm. kind of thing. But, like, you give them, like, this really weird, like, kind of fact, like, um, like, subgenre, like, um, I have my fr uh, friend who's got his lines, like, he's obsessed with, um, like, yeah, I think, I think it's with Roman gods. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he, like, he tell you anything from them. And that's, uh, like, that makes, it what amazes me and kind of stuff where, like, Marvel comics, I can literally, like, pick off, like, anything if my head can't fit in that. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess, like, to be number three, it's, like, always being, like, yeah, it's always in trios. Everything is in a trio, I think, because it's kind of seen as a... It's kind of, it's one of those things that it's a stronger kind of um, balance kind of thing. Like, you know, like yeah. if you get a duo, you're not going to like, you're going to kind of see it as kind of, yeah. I don't know, really, no, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, it's coming back to this concept of beauty that we were speaking about earlier, this abstract concept that, it, I mean, on my windowsill right now, I have like three plants, like three potted plants. And it's just, it's like an aesthetic, like, it's like this beauty of life. But I feel like for the most part, it's this unconscious kind of aesthetic. I think it's quite interesting for you that you have gone down this route going, no, this is going to be three. This is this is something that is definite. Whereas like from like just generally with humanity and life and history, it's just kind of this unconscious like movement through life where we're like, oh, three works, you know, sounds good. Like, you know, three sentences, three clauses, you know. It sounds good, but for you, it's just this definite, like meticulous approach to the number three in your triptychs. 
yeah it's a really interesting point yeah yeah i mean i remember like one of the first things they they taught us in gcse art when you do still lives is like that you know three is is that magic number isn't it of, of objects to have in your frame mm. and yeah it is a very it is a very kind of pervasive number isn't it especially in the art world mm. um yeah i just think it's so interesting that like we're, we're you're talking about this from like obviously your personal experience of the world and um your i guess exposure to life and it's really coming back to this kind of like harmony between these this like specific number the specific aesthetic and you're we're talking like almost like uh like this understanding i suppose between you and your experience of life with asperger's and then just this kind of general experience of like the human race is something that we could all meet at a harmony. Yeah, I kind of like, until you said that, like, I really hadn't like really considered it. Mm. Uh, it like in particular, like, but now you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, I do see the connection. So like, um, yeah, it's kind of, I was trying to, I don't know. Um, I was trying to like, obviously give everyone like this whole feeling of like a like, small feeling like of what it's like to have Asperger's kind of like um even like so yeah I was kind of the way I was going to like hang everything was like obviously you got a little eye-catching colours kind of thing mm. so I was going to like stop them around for like for images around in random places and just like oh you have your favourite but like your eyes can be dragging off kind of thing mm. and but the way that you're saying now is kind of like yeah like I've I was trying to take Asperger's kind of away from like us whole kind of like being like the whole human side kind of thing the way like I was trying to make it stand out a bit more. Yeah. Where uh, you're seeing it as um, basically, yeah, it's like connecting more to humanity kind of thing. Yeah. Which, obviously it wasn't my intention, but yeah, I do actually kind of prefer it that way. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just interesting <laughs> that, I, I mean, I can see it from what you're saying, but it is interesting that it's just like kind of picking up on this kind of, like, I, I suppose a historical thing in like art and aesthetics. And it's just interesting like wh where you're coming from this like uh, point of view and this perspective. And it's like almost being greeted in maybe a way that you weren't anticipating or you wanted, but it's been greeted in a way that's like, oh yeah, I can see that, I can experience that. I think it makes that experience of your work kind of greater in a sense. And then when yeah, you but... uncover this like kind of like meticulous approach, this is definite approach to the number three, it's like, whoa, I don't know how to explain it. Well, sort of on that note, actually, I was, I was gonna ask Owen, you know, in, in doing this and then being able to look back on, mm. you know, on the project, is there, do you find it sort of helpful at all? Um, you know, in, in kind of like, is it, is it a vehicle for introspection? Um, does it like, does it, yeah, does it, does it offer much, much kind of like, yeah, is it, is it, is it kind of like a therapeutic yeah. process almost? Um, yeah, like, I just like listening to you guys now, but I'm just kind of, uh, I'm even kind of seeing my own project in like a different way kind of thing. But I think that's kind of like the beauty of it kind of thing. Like people are going to see it in a different way that I see it. Mm. And that's how it should be seen kind of thing. Like, because, yeah, that's how I feel like people actors may see the world differently. And mm. so, like, yeah, like you, Maddie, might have a different opinion to Jasper to it. And then, like, Jasper's got a different opinion to me. And I just love that bit. It's kind of like, 
it's not enough to cause an argument about it, but it's enough to, like, make people talk, you know, kind of thing, like, mm. make a conversation yeah. about it. And there's, yeah. No, Do you um, think... Exactly. Oh, sorry, I don't want to no, interrupt go, you. Um, go, go. I was nodding along. Yeah. But I quite I quite like what you just said about how you you see the world differently and that, that's so important for you and you're saying about this kind of creating a vehicle for maybe a conversation. And I suppose that one thing I think both Jasper and I were would quite like to touch on is like are you kind of using this project and this work to make people like talk about Asperger's to bring it into a conversation and I guess to just bring it into like to educate people or to make people talk about it, make people potentially kind of like try and experience the way you see the world? It didn't start off like that, but it did move to that. Like, I, I was kind of just wanted people to kind of see it a bit more on mm. like, it's not just like, oh, like it, because you always, especially like me and my brother, kind of like when we were younger because we both got it like we've kind of mm. seen as like these like badly behaved kind of kids where like we're not badly behaved we're just not understanding what's going on most of the time yeah so like my, my brother has it like a bit more to me than me so like he could like have tantrums and stuff like a lot more than like, just a normal kid and mm -hmm. it's not his fault at all like he's just struggling to understand the world and I kind of just wanted to bring that into like light like it's not, yeah, there's like, there's so much going on behind Asperger's that mm. you're just, you can't just look at someone and go, oh yeah, no, they're misbehaving. And yeah, it's like, they could like, uh, so basically, yeah, like, um, I like one of my, like, one of my favorite facts about Asperger's is kind of like, it's really easy to tell if a boy has Asperger's. Like, okay. so he, like, like, because, but then like with girls, like you just, it's basically impossible. Really? Because, yeah, because it's kind of like the way you kind of, well, the way I read it, it was like, the way you're basically brought up, you're basically taught how to hide your emotions better than how males, males are. And mm -hmm. basically, yeah, so you're able to hide your Asperger's, well, we're not. Wow. And that's why it's kind of like, yeah, where like boys are like kind of seen as like troubled children more than girls. Wow. Oh, so it's like this kind of like masking. I think yeah. it's also like interesting because you're, you're saying about how like you don't understand the world and you're, but I think it's also this kind of vice versa kind of thing where people just don't understand like you and your experience of the world. And it's like, if, if they can't really understand you, then how can you understand everyone else? And, um, I, I mean, it, I can't imagine what it would be like, but I think this work is really kind of like that. It, maybe it's not your former intention, but it's that vehicle to kind of kind of get a glimpse of what it might be to be like you and trying to understand what it might be like to be like you. Yeah, no, because like, I would say my biggest problem with Asperger's in a way is people. Mm. Uh, like I struggle to meet people and mm. talk to people like I, I, I hit with number three comes up again like I don't normally talk to someone like like really well until like the third time of talking to them oh. and as you think the best example there is probably with you Maddie is like um you were the very first person to talk to me like uh -huh. and I was like I remember being quite quiet I was just, just sat there having my cigarette and like, you came to talk to me I was like okay that's like actually like someone actually spoke to me that's really nice <laughs> and I think I spoke to you again, 
And then the other time, it's like, I think it was like, we were talking about this project, and you go like, oh, I really like the project, and stuff, and like, right, we had a full-on conversation. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, yeah, that's probably one of the best examples of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, actually kind of felt comfortable around you then, enough to, like, actually voice my opinion about things. Yeah. But, like, I've always yeah, been, yeah. like, it's like, a conscious thing of, like, just, like, really bad feel like I just have this big feel of like because I'm Asperger's I think like no one's ever going to like me kind of thing so I stay quiet for a while yeah and like I remember like the first two weeks of like at, yeah at uni actually I used to sit in the back kind of thing just saying nothing no, nothing to no one kind of thing like don't make them hate me <laughs> yeah and yeah so yeah but really like we're all there we just want to make you feel welcome I mean that was <laughs> me I just wanted to make you feel welcome my cousin actually um he has Asperger's so I mean, I have very limited experience of it. Oh, yeah, but, maybe um, you tell me. Yeah, um, but, I mean, when I speak to him, I just let him talk. And he, I know so much about random World War II stuff because that is what he's obsessed with. And yeah. it's great. I love it. it but, yeah, I, I mean, for me, I just wanted to make you feel welcome. And But I think it's quite an interesting, like, what you're saying, this kind of, like, the third time you spoke to me. And I think we ha- we had that like, kind of connection we spoke about your work and I remember the conversation very vividly and it, I mean, it was a lovely conversation and yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess what's so, um, uh, you know, kind of like an intriguing premise about the work is that you are so by nature making, making visible a non-visible condition. Really, yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, that was really difficult. And in yeah, doing so, yeah, it's it sort of gives this gives this sort of um, quite natural kind of like point of departure for people to discuss it, perhaps in a way that they wouldn't have done before, you know, with more understanding of it. Yeah, um, yeah, like obviously, yeah, I've been trying to make this for like, well, like make something like this for a while, and always just given up because like the way I was doing it was wrong, and then I yeah, then I finally found a way of doing it, and. Yeah, that was really enjoyable for me, like being able to actually make this project and kind of speak through like photography about like yeah, this whole thing that's not able to be seen, but is seen. But like, and it also connects to the whole thing at the start, like how I just didn't want to put any context into it. Mm. Where like, because there's no real actual context. Like, let's say like when it's like someone's first meeting me is not going to know I have Asperger's, and so they're going to have no context behind that. So going into this project, like, when you first see it, you're going to have no context at all to it. And I really liked that whole idea. And, sure. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's I mean, really it's... interesting. Yeah. You can ask something, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's so interesting, mostly because, I mean, you've spoken about, you went on uh, the website for Asperger's to kind of find out more about the common, I suppose, traits of Asperger's. But I think what's like kind of feeding off what Jasper said, this kind of non-visible thing, trying to make it visible, is that it, I feel like it's so much harder because everyone's experience of Asperger's is so unique. And Mm. it's like, only you can talk about how you have experienced the world and you're, you're talking about your brother who also, I think you said he had Asperger's yeah. as well, but his experience is so different. And I feel like mm-hmm. that must be so difficult for you because in a way you're being a voice for Asperger's, but you're also just a voice for yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So like, uh, so yeah, I've got a brother and a sister and both of them also have Asperger's, but like we all have it in like different ways kind of thing. 
So it's kind of, yeah, trying to put my voice through of, like, I'm not trying to give you the, like, more, let's say, well, I wouldn't say aggressive, but, like, more, like, angrier, I would say, version that you can get of it, which my brother kind of has. Okay. Where, or, like, or like the more silent kind of version that my sister has because she's better hiding it kind of thing. I'm mm. just trying to put through my, like, version of it, like, more milder way of it, but still, like, shows the behaviours. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the way it affects you and the way... I mean, it must affect the way you work in photography generally. And I feel like it must have... Like, we're talking about this control, but it must have given you that freedom to really investigate, like... I mean, how you use photography and how you visually experience the world through photography. Well, yeah, like, um, like I would say that uh, basically, yes, yeah, so the whole idea of, yeah, using potential camera movement, but obviously with film, like, I'm experimenting all the time. It's all mm. down to my aspects. So, like, I just, it's all down to me not wanting to get bored. It's like, I love photography, but it can't be boring mm. <laughs> for me. So, yeah. like, where, so, yeah, so... I found like if I want to take like an ordinary like documentary photo, I I would just get my film camera out and that's what I'm doing. But mm -hmm. if I want to like do something like really like proper, like yeah, like my project Spectrum, yeah. So if I want to do that, I'm going to use digital. Mm. And like I guess the final like question is what I mean. Obviously, Asperger's is and autism is a spectrum. But what really like arrived you at that name? What, why did you choose that specifically? Yeah, so it was kind of this whole connection of, uh, so Asperger's is uh, obviously on the autism spectrum, mm -hmm. and then I've got a spectrum of colour going through my whole project, and spectrum, mm -hmm. spectrum, so spectrum is what I came across, and I looked at it, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do, this is the name I need, because like, I just don't ever feel confident in the project till I have the right name. And mm. I think it's about halfway through the project, I came up with Spectrum and I was like, yes. And I just like, I think I started getting like a lot, after that, like a lot more stronger images started coming out. And yeah. That's so really, really interesting. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th th there's, a, there's a lot more I'd love to go into, actually. But I I think, um, I don't know if Isaiah's still there. Um, do we, are there questions that we want to, that we want to take? Um, otherwise, yeah, I've got, I've actually got plenty more to ask going about, but I feel like I, feel like I, could, I could step back a bit, you know, but Go for it, Jasper. See, see, what the, see what the other people, our viewers are, are asking. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, hang on, what was I going to ask then? <laughs> I was going to ask, um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so, so, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed like viewing Spectrum as it is. Is it mm. is it finished? Um, like what's next for you, Owen? Okay, yeah. So Spectrum is finished. I really I put everything I could into that. I really just don't think I could put anything else into it. So I've got like a few other mini projects going on right now. But my my next two I would say two biggest ideas are I have this like I really like houses, just normal houses. Uh -huh. like the way they look and I kind of want to do some of the intentional camera for that uh -huh. and that's kind of like a side project I'm kind of working on in my head kind of thing of like how I'm going to do that but my other one is I started this project about two three years ago now and it was 
using Tensional Camera Movement again. And it was with a dancer. And mm -hmm. literally just having her dance. Uh, but, like, I would take, obviously, I'd, yeah, like, create all these, like, blurred images and stuff. And with it, and what I really liked about it was you'd get all these weird colours. Like, we did almost really foggy day on the beach. Mm. And it came out all green. And like, I was like, okay, that's a really weird colour for it to be coming out as. But I, I like it. Mm. And then, like, obviously, but instead of just having, like, one dancer, all of a sudden, like, you had about eight. Like, because, like, obviously, but they didn't, obviously, it didn't look like humans. Like, you could barely tell they're there. But, like, obviously, if you look at it long enough, you could start to see these human figures coming through. And the more you look, you kind of get, like, more. Uh, it's really interesting me. So I think that's going to be my next project. Like, finding someone to, like, be a model for me and um, working on that. Yeah, nice, nice. Like, and I suppose yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they are naturally underpinned by, um, you know, as like, yeah, as as with also photography by by you as the photographer, despite you mm. changing subject matter. Um, mm. It's it's yeah. Um, because the spectrum is very personal, I kind of like I'm just not that much of a person to do personal projects. Mm. And I kind of just want to step back a bit from it for a while, at least, and do something that I'm just generally interested in. And I'm just, it, I've just been really wanting to, because when I first tried it, the project failed quite a bit. Like, I wasn't too confident, so I just moved on to different projects. Mm. But now that I've come up with, like, my own way of doing intentional camera movement, I'm much more confident that I can actually do intentional camera with a human, which mm. is... At the very start, it seemed very difficult, but now I, I feel like I can do it. So mm, I'm just sure. trying to push myself, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very interesting to to hear. I, um, I, Isaiah, are we where are we then with the? Cool. Okay. okay. Thank, thank, thank you very much. much. Uh, well, well uh, first, first of all, thank, thank thank you, Owen, for coming onto our call today. Um. Just Definitely. A few, just just yeah. a few observations. Like I I think this work is brilliant. It's amazing, and it's I think like what Jasper said is about making the invisible visible, and I mm. I I feel like for me the greatest part. I I think why this work is so great is because, is it's interesting how ironic but not in a bad way this work is. Is like you're framing abstract photography in in such a in such a structured frame in such a structured framework where you have triptychs in one image and you like and you line it up in threes as well so i think for that for me mm. and the way you talk about your project and it, and it all just like clicks and like link together i think i think that but um anyway let's move on to the questions now um, so this one is this one's from malcolm so so it's both a statement and a question so he says i find the idea of using the camera it being such a technical device with precise measurements and parts, so controlled and thought of, creating images so freeing and uncontrolled, even with the conscious actions of adjusting the camera settings. Could you talk more about your editing process? Since you are talking about the controlled and the uncontrolled, were there moments during your editing that you felt you had no control over? So that's the question. Yeah, so basically, I kind of felt like there's no real control over the colour, basically. So, yeah, so obviously I started from levels, and my basic rule was, especially how yeah, I was taught to edit, was like, you take the, uh, what, you, you, know, you take the little, I don't know what they're called, you know, the little, like, move thing things, 
Perth thing yeah. uh, to the yeah to the end of like the mountain thing. You take them mm-hmm. there, and yeah, that's how you do it. And then uh, for curves, I was literally just like, I'm gonna leave this to photo. I'm literally just gonna press auto. I'm like, because <laughs> and because obviously I was taking loads of pictures. And I was like, I don't know which one's gonna come out as that. So as what? So I was kind of like trying to go through them quite quickly and then have a basis to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say is. Um, one of his other projects I've been working on, um, I've now started inverting them. So, oh. yeah, so I, I have like these blue, rather bluish images, and when I invert them, they come out brown, so again, like these coffee stains coming through, and that's kind of really cool. But yeah, um, the other editing process really isn't that difficult. I mean, it's, I think near enough, it's for editing at least, I think it's rather like near enough as freeing as like Malcolm says, the images kind of really are. Like, mm. I don't, put too much control over it because I want them, I want the images to make themselves in a way. If you, if you get that something. Kind of yeah, definitely. Yeah. This kind of naturalness. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so the next question is from Dinu. So, uh, so he says, your black and white pieces gives nothing away. By contrast, your color series includes more clues. How do you feel about the two approaches now you have had some distance from both worlds? How will you go? Uh, okay. Yeah, so, so that's the first part. Yeah, so the second, yeah. the second part is um, how will you go forward in your work? Is your condition something that you want audiences to engage in or is it really about what's on the surface? So. Okay, so yeah, I'll go with the, uh, the black and white and the colour bit first. Um, the black and white images, I was, I was really happy with them at the end, and I kind of, it was the first time I'd actually been confident in a real, like in a project properly, like confident, and yeah, like yeah, like they give nothing away, like you really just can't tell like what it is, and I remember like when we had the, when we did the exhibitions in January, and. Uh, someone came up to me and asked me, oh, what is that image of? I'm like, I don't actually know. Because like, I had no idea what I took photos of. I know that one of them was a car park, but I didn't know which one was a car park. And I really liked that. Where with the colour ones, yeah, they, like, I think I was able to like evoke more mo- emotion kind of thing out of that one. And I thought, like, with Asper, like, with my aspect, I kind of wanted to evoke that mo- motion. Mm. But like I was also hiding like things that like were very personal to me in them. Like the subject I kind of knew, like because I have a background of like uh, I'm a trained chef, and so I literally took pictures of stuff in the kitchen, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I want that. And then at least two of the images are of my cats, and like you wouldn't think that you wouldn't look at it and go, oh, that's a cat. But no, mm. yeah, two of them are of my cats, and yeah. So as, uh, where I think I'll be going with it, though, um, I, don't, I, I kind of prefer working colour at the moment, but at the same time, I'm not too picky to say that I'm only going to work in colour because mm. I feel like a project is going to work better in black and white. I'm going to work in black and white. I'm not going to let my own... I'm not going to let myself restrict it to just colour. I just <laughs> kind of felt more, I would say, confident in... Um, yeah, in the project, but like overall with the colour ones. But then, 
I think that was mostly possibly yeah, just down to like yeah, even like like Shishoma worked, didn't you? And then you go like yeah, like this is really good kind of thing, like helping me through it kind of thing. Like any question you'd like help me with. Uh, what was the second part of the question? <laughs> um, so the second part of the question is: um, Is your condition still something you want audiences to engage in, or is it really about what's on the surface? I feel like my condition is always going to be part of my photography. Mm-hmm. Like because even without noticing it, I like like whole like freeze and like you know. You and the whole number system, just using the numbers on the camera, that's been going on for years. It's just I only really just noticed it in this project, mm. and I thought I really just need to actually properly be like, I know I'm doing it normally, but sometimes I do literally just go, like, oh, I'll just use this number, like I'll use, I'll use like f14 or something. I'm like I don't like the number fourteen, can't stand the number fourteen. <laughs> so um, yeah, so. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, I've kind of like, I might just start refusing to use like those kind of numbers, and I think that's going to make my projects a bit weirder, but it's uh, for me like stronger. I'll be happier with them because I know that in my head, like I've used these numbers, like I can't hate it now, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I definitely kind of see see that and how your. Um, experience with Asperger's is going to translate constantly into your work and photography and I mean really lightly touched on um, the subjects of your work and I think really it's like that relationship and that connection with the subjects and how you choose to depict them you choose to photograph them I mean I feel that especially there that will always be present as well Mm. yeah no I agree yeah okay yeah so I think we have come to the end of all the questions so Thank you again, Owen, for coming on to, uh, for our, of our live chat. And just just for everyone listening to us, if you guys want to support us, please buy a print from our online shop at asob.uk slash shop. So all the proceeds will go towards our 2021 London Free Range show. And for every print purchase, we are pledging £5 towards a local charity called Falmouth Food Co-op Kitchen. So this is our way of giving back to the community and to help those who have been negatively affected by the coronavirus. So thank you everyone again and I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks so much, Owen. Bye.